Hello, hello, hi, hi, hi there. It is Inez Bai, your host of the Peaceful Body Podcast, and I am a health and mindset coach. I am coming at you live from my bedroom as per usual. Today we've got an interview and I'm going to um, introduce the guest very soon, but I want to set the vibe for you today. For those of you that follow me on social media, Inez Bai is my Instagram handle, you'll know that I decided to take a little bit of an Instagram hiatus. So I'm taking a break. I'm doing a, a mini digital detox. I'm still using my phone. I'm still working with my clients. I'm still uh, on Facebook because that's where all my group programs are. Um, so I'm still using some devices, but I've gotten rid of Facebook on my phone and Instagram on my phone, just like the app, which has been a great boundary to have and has freed up a lot of space in my mind. And I did this because I was starting to feel a little bit burnt out. I was starting to feel a little bit like I was just lacking clarity. And this was a really big moment for me now as I'm reflecting on it. You know, it's been a couple of days that I have been on this social media detox, I should call it. Um that in the past, even a year ago, I probably would have waited until I got real burnt out or really tired or had some sort of mental breakdown. And I think a huge piece of growth for me has been giving myself the permission to take rest and to honor my needs before it gets so uncomfortable that I'm basically forced to do that, to really give myself that permission to be like, you know what, I'm going to do this, even though no one else is, you know, everyone else is still on social media, even though that's how I run my business. And technically I'm not really, you know, progressing my business by moving away from social media, but I've had this constant image of an arrow being pulled back in my head. And I just know that after this week, I'm going to slingshot forwards and hit right on the bullseye. And I don't even know what the bullseye is going to be but it feels really nice to just have that space away and you don't even realize how much time you do spend on social media and I love it I love Instagram I've met so many incredible people clients friends I've even gone on dates through Instagram like there's been so many opportunities that have been afforded to me through that app but also I think it's really important that we have space away from something so that we can evaluate and come back to our true reason that we were there for, come back to our heart space, give yourself some time to just have some empty white space too, because that's often where the good ideas come. Like I always talk to my clients about how when we're in the shower, we often get the best comebacks or we remember something that we forgot um, from the grocery store because we're in a total moment of surrender and we're not standing there trying to force ourselves to think of something cool or to think of what we forgot. We're really just surrendering. And that's the best analogy for how important it is to really just let go and allow yourself to go with the flow sometimes which is totally opposite to how we've been taught in this society that is of capitalism, of growing, of more, of doing, of getting as much done as you can, right? And I am just here to subvert that. I'm here to also give you the permission that if you want to take a break, that if you want to rest, it is okay to do so and you don't have to wait for someone else to do that. You get to make the shots you get to call the shots basically and that like I said this has been a huge moment of growth for me because obviously there are a lot of things that I do quite independently but sometimes I can wait for other people to do those things and I can turn into a bit of a sheep but I don't want to live my life based off what other people are doing I want to live a life based off what I'm doing so this has been a really really juicy experiment and week for me and I'll be giving more of my reflections on this week and how everything has been going 
I am just really grateful for the support that I receive on here every single week, for you sharing this podcast with your friends, for you sharing it on Instagram, even though I may not see it, it still really helps to spread my audience. And I'm really grateful for all of the support that I have created for myself, all of my friends and my family and my therapists and my coaches and everyone that I have called into my life. And I have really invested in myself more this year than I ever have before. And it is no coincidence at all that I have experienced the most expansion in terms of business, relationships, with my own mindset, my own growth, everything like that. So I'm really excited to have this week to really integrate because we can learn and we can learn and we can learn, but we also need to make sure we give ourselves space to let those lessons land. And I've been really, really feeling that this week. So 2020, there's still three and a half months left of the year. There's still time to make this year like your year and decide how you want to live your life. And I'm really excited about the next couple of projects I've got coming up for the last quarter of the year. And I'm excited to take you along the journey every single step of the way. Speaking of making the most of the rest of your 2020, being able to live a life that serves you and living in your own purpose, I have an incredible guest on for today's interview. We have Angerard Wollaston. She is the high vibe babe and a spiritual and money leader. She's a multi six-figure cosmic coach, human design mentor, best-selling author and podcast host. She is a splenic manifester and she holds a powerful activating space for her clients to calibrate to her standards of manifestation mastery. Oh, are you not so excited already hearing this? Femme superpowers and divine alignment. Angerard can share and activate the codes that already lay within you for consistent 30K plus months for a soul-led business if you're a business owner. And she offers human design readings, group coaching programs, masterminds, as well as Lux private one-on-one coaching for spiritual leaders. Angerard embodies the essence of being a high vibe babe who rocks her manifesto light and leadership everywhere she goes. This woman is an absolute powerhouse. I'm so excited for you to find out all of the juicy nuggets that she has along her own journey, rising to success, the struggles that have come before it, all of the lessons that she has learned along the way. We dive deep into human design, which has been something that has really given me the permission to step more into my authentic and true self. So get excited for this episode. It will be really, really juicy. There's so much information in this. As I said before, we love to see who's listening to this. We love to see it on your Instagram stories. Tag the both of us. All of our links are in the show notes. Enjoy. Hello, hello. I'm super excited to be introducing Anharad, the High Vibe Babe on the Peaceful Body podcast this evening. How are you, Anharad? Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for dedicating some of your time and energy for this podcast. I'm super excited to find out more about you. We met through a business mastermind that we were doing together earlier on this year. And honestly, I was, I felt so lucky to, obviously I was there for the business mastermind, but one of the highlights was definitely getting to soak up all of your vibes. You're super engaged. You're really, um, you know, like we'll talk about this a bit more, but you really do light up the room. I feel like the Um, the virtual room that we were a part of. And I just loved your vibe. So I'm really excited to be getting to find out more about you and sharing that with my audience. So I guess the first point to start with would be, do you want to just like introduce who you are, maybe where you're from, what your passions are and like what, what's going on for you at the moment? 
Yeah, I would love to. Thank you so much. And thank you for for all the, for seeing me and um, the vibe thing. That's, that's amazing. I Obviously, my brand is um, the High Vibe Babe. And it, it wasn't always like this, though. So I'm, I'm inherited from New Zealand. I have a Welsh heritage, though. So hence the lovely Welsh name that is difficult to pronounce with yeah. different overseas vowels and all the things. But yeah. um, here we are. And... <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, like, I, I went on a big personal development journey over, you know, kind of my whole life, but definitely over the last, like, two or three years, and my, it's quite, it's quite funny, because my brand is the high vibe babe, because, like, that is really who I am now, like, a thousand percent, but I always joke that I used to be, like, the psycho babe, <laughs> before I, like, learned about mindset, for instance, and mm-hmm. learned to, like, not project all my shit onto everyone else, for a start, um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's 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 amazing what we can do by by really taking control and like taking the leash on our life and like really accepting radical responsibility for like where we are and where we're going and what we're going to achieve and just just all the things right like that's basically been my journey of just self empowerment and like taking the reins of like my actual life instead of giving my power away to everyone else or my situation or you know my job my bank account or whatever it was at the time. Mm, oh, then that's exactly why you are here sharing your wisdom, because that's what I'm all about, helping to empower others to realize that they can actually make a change just with what they already have, you know, like that's already enough. Um, instead of feeling like we always need to wait for permission or wait for, you know, like what you were saying, the bank account to be a certain amount or for, to get the job or to have the partner. It's like, actually, you can make a change and you can create so much positivity and high vibes, as you say, in your life um, with what you have have right now in this moment and I'd love for you to chat about this idea of the psycho babe because I can definitely relate to that like wow what a good way to um I guess uh like explain how I felt as well before I got into personal development and was really out of my power and always outsourcing my power so what is it what does it mean to be like psycho babe to high vibe babe and how has that shown up and yeah I guess kind of what ripples has that had in other areas of your life yeah for sure I love this so for me, like I, I'm, I'm a human design mentor. So human design is my thing. And I know some of your audience may not know what that is, but just for a brief rundown, human design is, is your, your soul's energy DNA. And you can get like heaps of information for free on mybodyref.com. You can get your own graph and stuff. However, me, I'm a manifester. So I'm quite a rare type, but like when I'm, when I'm out of alignment, I just get really angry and really pissed mm. off. So, <laughs> um, but it's not when I'm out of alignment, like with what someone else has said, it's like how I'm out of alignment with my own self, when I'm not serving myself, when I've not been listening to my intuition, when, you know, I really just wanted to rest instead of work, or I really need to like dig into my feminine energy and like actually feel some things and get in my masculine or whatever it was <laughs> at the time going on in my life. I just basically was continuously not listening to my higher self to like what I possibly could be, what my potential was calling me until I was so busy. Like, you know, we can do this, right? Where we just end up, I describe myself as like a, um, like a, a box. Uh, what's a gap filler, right? So I was like, you know, I do this because I've got kids. I do this for my kids. And then I'd like help out on the farm when I was farming. And then I would like go and do this for my mom and do this for my family or whatever it was. But I was like with my in-laws, but I would never like serve myself because I was too busy trying to make everyone else happy because I thought they would make me happy, but it was never actually making me freaking happy because I wasn't happy because I wasn't listening to myself. <laughs> hmm Yeah, I love that. And I love how you were describing as well, because I think sometimes we think about this idea of alignment as if it's something 
like, obviously we know it's okay. I want to be in alignment. It's me that wants to be in alignment, but then we think, oh, well, you know, the weather's bad. So that's put me out of alignment or this person has done this to me. So that's put Mm -hmm. me out of alignment. When in reality, we have the ability to decide how we want to respond to things and decide what we give our energy to, which is all that emotional intelligence piece and that like self-responsibility that you were talking about, right? Yeah, babe, totally. So like one of the things that we can really find ourselves doing is like blaming other people or circumstances or our childhood or our bank account, like we sort of touched on earlier. Mm. It's the reason why we we are like this or why we can't do this or why this is never going to happen or why we're not happy or whatever it is, right? But the thing is with that is that while we're doing that, we're, we're, we're stuck in this vortex. We're like feeding into this problem that we aren't in control. And so while we're doing that, we don't have the control to go and change it. But what we have to do is take our personal power back by actually realizing that it is in our control. Because the reality is, tomorrow you could decide to go and be a Buddhist monk and live in a fucking cave in the middle of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you could pack your shit up, resign from your job, and just up the face of the earth. Like, you could do anything. But yet, when it comes to little things like not hanging out with this toxic friend anymore, we're like, oh, we possibly couldn't possibly do that. And it's like, mm-hmm. actually, bitch you can like (laughs) you really can so you know like taking taking back that control taking back that personal power and really taking radical responsibility for where we are now that we made these decisions yes there's conditioning and yes there's beliefs and there's shitty things that happened to us in the past but if we don't take back our power and take back you know be the captain of our own ship instead of someone else you know captaining it all the time then, then we can't actually steer to where we want to go. So we really have to accept that we are the way we are, that a whole series of things have happened. A lot of forgiveness, like so much forgiveness. I've mm-hmm. had to really ace that one um, for mm-hmm. myself and other people and circumstance and all the things so that we can actually then decide to cruise on out of the hell waters that we're in and head to the Caribbean, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Mm, yes because you always really like do have a choice right most of the time unless it's like a super extenuating circumstance but we block ourselves from seeing that choice by the beliefs that we have and the people that we surround ourselves and you know the way we've been brought up or whatever um but you truly do have a choice and it's just like what we were saying that self-awareness piece and and um forgiveness like i can so relate to that because obviously there are situations in our past that may have shaped us in a way, you know, whatever may have happened to us that we may not have been ideal or like, you know, why don't I have a million dollars yet or whatever kind of story that is playing around in our head. But at the end of the day, we have these challenges, we have these stories, we have these experiences. And whilst they may not be ideal and whilst we may feel like we could have responded in a different way, they've still shaped us into the person that we are today. And that is so important and part of the journey. And that's where the forgiveness piece comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, one of the things that I, wasn't able to appreciate the time but in hindsight you know it's so much easier but mm-hmm. I remember like the times like I was I was I had kind of pretty much lifelong depression and kind of suicide about throughout my life so you know in those times it's you know it's not easy to be like this is so amazing it'll be my story one day it's it's not what you're thinking about however um in hindsight <laughs> I look back and I'm like man if I hadn't felt those deep dark moments I I wouldn't I didn't I wouldn't know I wouldn't be able to enjoy the freedom and the joy 
and what I do have now because I, I hadn't experienced that, right? So we, we live in a in a world of, of polarity, of duality, and that the reality is without the darkness, we wouldn't know what light is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in those moments, like I didn't know where I was going to head, but I knew that I was so unhappy with where I was that I knew what South was. So I knew the direct opposite, running in the direct opposite direction is going to be North. And that is where my happiness is going to be. That's where my high vibeness is going to be. It's where it's going to be my fulfillment. It's going to be my personal power was just heading in the running in the completely opposite direction <laughs> than I had been experiencing. So although we don't always know what it's going to look like, you know, we, we know it's going to feel the complete opposite than, than we had currently experienced or we are currently experiencing. Yes. I love that. I often say to like, you know, if we ever have a mistake or like we end in a relationship or something doesn't work out the way that we think it's going to work out. I'm always saying to my clients, like finding out what you really don't want is actually really helpful and can sometimes create the path and make it a bit clearer for you what you do want. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. Thousand percent. Mm. Um, okay. So you touched on human design before, and I would love to dive into that, get you to flesh it out a little bit more for me. As I was saying before we hopped on the recording, like I have not spoken about human design on the podcast before, but personally, I've been studying it probably for the past, like, you know, six months, I would say since the start of the year. And oh my freaking goodness, has it changed so much about the way that I understand myself, the way that I live my life, the way that I like the values that I have, the action that I take, everything, like just incredible. And I've just like absorbed it all. And I've just been constantly applying it and loving it so much. So I'm really excited to have your expertise on here to kind of shed a little bit more light on it. So you mentioned it's kind of like your, your soul design. And I've heard some people say it's kind of like a a more in-depth detailed, like um, version of, it's based on astrology still, right? Yeah. So it's got astrology elements to it. It's got you know, the chakra system, there's, there's quite a few modalities that come into it. And it's, there is so much to look like, I, I'm, I'm studying it now. I'll never stop learning about yeah. it. Like it's a massive resource. Um, mm. And in fact, one of my past mentors is like, so talking about like this thing, it's called a PHS system, which is all about like our digestion and our health and how mm. we need to eat, like so many things. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so it's a never-ending resource that's for freaking sure um what is your human design again are you a managing i am you nailed yeah. it and and what was your authority sacral oh cool okay sweet so for instance like your design type will tell you about yours because you're quite a um popular design type being a manifesting generator so um for instance you you anyone who's a generator there's two types of generators is generator or manifesting generator um, you guys are like the life force of the planet. So you make up about 70% of the planet and you guys like do a lot of things. You have a lot of energy. You, you know, you, you can go girl, especially being a managing, you guys mm-hmm. <laughs> you basically and manifest and generator are designed to have like multiple careers simultaneously. You know, what sort of people who are like designed to have, you know, one office job you stay out for your whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not you. Um and often many gens can also find themselves like changing careers and then changing boyfriends or girlfriends and then changing like where they live and cities and you know their friends and all the different things that like, you can change like a lot of different things in your life because you're like just just playing it out and it's quite a feminine energy, like quite a flowy, but getting shit done as well at the same time. Um so yeah, but like basically with each design type, there's like a lot of deconditioning to do. So for instance, mm-hmm. me being a manifester, I don't have a defined sacral. So I was raised in a family where um, 
every one of my family are generators or like a generator or a manifesting generator. So I have less energy than them. So I was very conditioned to feel like I was lazy. So mm. there's the projectors, the manifest and the reflectors, which make up the 30% of the world because you guys are about 70%. Um, we don't have that defined sacral. So a lot of us are really conditioned that, yeah, we're lazy, that we don't have as much energy, that we're not getting shit done like you guys do. But the reality is we just, our energy works very differently. We're much more efficient than a lot of generators are because we just get things done a lot shorter time. So, you know, there's, and, and like, like with mindset, there's always <laughs> so much conditioning and it based, it's based on, you know, cause there's the chakras and everything. So, and there's more centers than just the chakras, but where we're open, we're absorbing um, energy. And this is where we're very often um, conditioned. So, you know, learning what our centers are and what they all mean and how they all move together. And um, yeah, there's just, there's a lot to it, but it's a very, very powerful resource in regards to anything in life, to be honest, but making decisions is one of the biggest things. Because when it comes to like confidence and personal power and our not self thing, like for a manifesto, it's anger, for generators, it's frustration, for um, projectors, it's bitterness, and for reflectors, it is disappointment so when we have those not self themes come up we it's about us digging back into ourselves and being like why am I feeling frustrated why am I feeling angry what's going on did I not do my morning routine did I you know was am I bitter that I didn't speak about this thing am I frustrated that I didn't go and initiate this like there's so many things and you know that comes into it and when it comes to our personal power like when we can be confident in our decisions our whole game changes <laughs> so uh -huh. for me as I used to be very like as I as you can probably imagine because I was like such a gap filler like a box filler doing things where I know all the time chronic people pleaser over here oh my god yeah. um past chronic people please 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 I have to click that <laughs> um <laughs> um I didn't have any confidence in my own decisions in my own authority in my own belt I was not validating myself so, and that's, you know, we really do give away a lot of power when we're needing other people to validate our decisions or our opinions or our lifestyle or anything. So, yeah, human design enabled me to become extremely confident in my decision making, which then flowed into like everything, my personal power into my self-validation into how basically how I lived my whole life, basically by by really tuning back into myself and, and deconditioning and allowing myself to have that deep connection within myself where I knew that I was going down the right path for me. And if it wasn't right for anyone else, well, fuck yeah. <laughs> mm, yes, exactly. It gives you a framework and it's a framework for like making decisions. And I can, um, and like, cause I guess like the way that our world is set up, what would you, if you had to give like our general society, a human design type, what would you give it? Oh, <laughs> I, oh, that's a good one. Ooh, probably, um, I, I know, I, I think it's the generator workforce of like, just get it done. Because mm. also like the other thing that I really work very closely is with my feminine cycle. And so we're very conditioned mm -hmm. to be very masculine. And as women, because we aren't like, you know, consistent, if we have a 28 day cycle, for instance, we're 28 fucking different people in the yeah. whole month, <laughs> like in all reality. But that's not okay in the world of going to an office job or in the world of being corporate or in the world of being a mother or in the world of being in a relationship. Like honestly, to me, and it just doesn't make sense. So we've been very conditioned to like try and be like them when that's not actually our power. So that's that. Um, so it's very masculine, the very generator, like get it done. But also I think with, there's only one design type which is manifesto, which is me, that's actually designed to go and initiate and just make mm -hmm. shit happen. 
the rest of the, but everyone's been conditioned to do that. Like Nike is literally, its slogan is just do it. Mm. Right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're all taking this conditioning of like, just be the bold bitch and just go and do it. And it's like, oh, okay. But it doesn't work because most every, like, I don't know, what's a hundred takeaway seven? 93% of the planet <laughs> um, is designed to wait for some sort of external stimulus. So like, for instance, you generators and actually meant to make a decision based on your authority, based on most of your sacral, sacral or emotional um, is, is generators. And then you're made to make a decision. It's going to feel, yes, your sacral is going to be like, hell yes, we're going to do this thing. Then you actually have to lean back and wait for something to respond to. So it's like, you know, a, a billboard sign being like, the gym is 50% off for the next 10 weeks or whatever, you know, it's the confirmation you've been looking for to join that gym or whether it's like um, a friend being like, Hey, I want to start walking together. I don't know, something you know, like an invite or some sort of external stimulus. So any sort of basically like, and Chris, my old Christian day terms would be like any sort of confirmation from God, anything at all, a song, an angel number, an invitation, some, your favorite color on this billboard, whatever, right? <laughs> um, so without that, leaning back and waiting for a response, things just don't go the way they're meant to. Things aren't coast. You meet, I met with a lot of resistance. You met with a lot of frustration. So yeah, as a whole, I think it's a blend of this masculine energy, just get it done, not on your feminine cycle, the sacral like we're just going to do it we've got the energy we're just going to make it happen although it feels like a should I'm going to do it anyway because I have the energy to do it which if it's a should you shouldn't be doing it actually a sacral no (laughs) Mm. and then this blend of like well I'm just going to go and get it done and because it's what I've been told and conditioned to do when actually you need to lean back and wait wait for a response yeah Mm, so interesting I love that like analysis and it's such a like subversion of what we're taught to do right to wait for that thing to respond to so often we're just like yeah like what you said that slow that Nike slogan of like just do it just do it get it done like you should be doing it you should be doing more you should be like all of that should which is a really heavy energy which then leads to us experiencing those not self themes of what you mentioned before of like bitterness or disappointment or personally as a a Manny Jen, like um, frustration. And something I always say to my clients is that we are always going to experience those like lower vibe emotions, I suppose, where you do feel like resistance, things are heavy, things aren't working. And in the past for me, I used to really let myself get down by that or kick myself for like, yo, what are you doing? You're doing something wrong. Like, or you're not doing enough or you're not worthy of what you want. But now through learning about human design, really, I've understood that that's actually just a sign and from the universe to kind of be like, well, look at what's not working for you. Like, this is a point for you to just like stop and reflect. And like, I'm always going to have experiences where I get really frustrated. And instead of now taking that as like a personal attack against me, I more see it as an invitation to potentially potentially be more patient to see where I'm doing something out of a should rather than actually responding to something. And that in itself has been really helpful to, to stand in my power. Hell yes, girl. That is so huge. That is so powerful. And that's like, that's basically emotional intelligence 101, right? <laughs> like our emotions, what we've done for so long. I don't know why no one taught me not this but I learned it in my late 20s and I'm so glad I freaking did yeah but basically like what what we've done is we've we've attached identity statements to our emotions we've mm-hmm. attached like because I'm tired that means I am lazy because I'm really emotional that means I'm a flake because <laughs> because I'm you know because I'm I get angry that means I'm a basket case you know <laughs> like mm. we've been conditioned all these things but the reality is that 
your emotions and your identity are two separate things. They're chocolate cake and spaghetti, okay? You don't <laughs> eat them together. It would be nasty. Nasty. Separately, it's fine, but not together, okay? <laughs> your emotions are not your identity. And so basically, like, then it's like, okay, sweet. So when I'm feeling, when I'm feeling sad, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a natural, normal human thing to feel an emotion. And it, it feels bad, right? Feeling sad feels bad. But it doesn't mean that it is bad. You're not bad. It's, it's not bad. Wait, you're not bad when you're feeling sad. It just feels bad to mm. feel sad, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not, it's not an identity because, because you're feeling that way. So we can then have like a completely different relationship with our emotions just by picking it apart and being like, oh, right. So I'm feeling overwhelmed. Oh, so I'm feeling anxious. Oh, so I'm feeling any sort of, you know, lower vibe, emotional, any, any of these things that we've perceived to be bad when we take the stigma off them. That they, and it's just like the whole conversation. I saw a guy on TikTok last night speaking about like, you shouldn't label food good or bad, right? Mm. Because it just creates so much bullshit internal situation. And then anytime you eat anything with like a gram of sugar, then you're like <laughs> thinking that it's a bad food and then it becomes this whole big failure mindset thing. And then it's perpetuating us into this whole different vortex, right? So <laughs> whole different topic but still um mm-hmm. you know like just picking it apart and, and just allowing ourselves to be like hey i have emotions i'm a female i have a cycle which then exacerbates emotions <laughs> all the different things and it doesn't make me any less value it doesn't make me any any less um stable or because that's one of the things that i was really conditioned i'm not sure where it really came from but like because i have a cycle and because i'm hormonal then i'm like a basket case I don't know mm. have you ever did you have that sort of conditioning oh well my my cycle is a bit of an interesting story but um I didn't really have a very regular cycle when I was younger so I feel like I just missed that although what I will say is I experienced a lot of anxiety when I was younger but I thought that that was just me being like not coping well enough right versus right. oh this is actually what you're trying to say like an emotion that I can learn to deal with and manage and cope with so I get what you're saying totally Mm-hmm. yeah and so I like basically we can I, I went through like a, a quite a few years probably like two years and I'm I, I still t- like once again will always be learning about emotional intelligence because it's like the building blocks of, of everything of a successful mm-hmm. business of, of us just you know thriving in life and just there's so many things that it, it really does relate to but um, it's something that I'll constantly decondition and um, continue to move through and grow through of um, removing the yeah, removing the identity and the emotions mm. and make separate things and allowing myself to experience emotions without stories about, you know, because the thing is we remember, like, for instance, one of the things for me, I had postpartum depression with my second child, but I also had anxiety, but I didn't know what anxiety was. Mm. So I thought I was having panic attacks. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm sorry, I thought I was having heart attacks, right? Sorry, because I didn't know what a panic attack was. I was like, you know thought I was dying um and then but then like later so I eventually dealt with the um anxiety and postpartum depression and stuff but then about a year ago I started experiencing some anxiety and that freaked me out because I'd remembered the last time I had anxiety I had postpartum depression so mm. that means that I'm depressed. That means that I hate my life. That means that I'm completely unaligned and I'm fucked and I'm going down this big, bad spiral of badness. When Because I'd attached the story. We remember 
the stories of those emotions <laughs> instead of just feeling them for what they are. So yeah, it's always about pulling back the layers and pulling back the stories that we have attached to those different emotions. Oh, and this is why the work on emotional intelligence is not just a one and done thing. It's like <laughs> you experience something and then you think it's going to be something else and you start projecting and you spiral. And I actually had a really similar thing happen to me quite recently. Like I've always had anxiety. I think I'm just like wired that way. And I'm constantly learning to like surrender and let go and just, you know, it's an ongoing journey and it's going up and down in waves all the time. And I like manage it so much better and definitely living in my human design has been extremely helpful as well. Um, but recently I was having bad sleeps. And I remember like a, about three or four years ago, I had a really bad bout of insomnia as well. And I remember I was working as an exercise physiologist at the time. And so having a nine to five and sleeping really badly was literally the worst combination because then you're not sleeping, but I was forced, not forced, obviously it was still my choice, but at the time it felt like I was forced to go to work. I felt like I had no agency in my own life, like no ability to do what I really wanted to do. And so now, even though I'm living my life that I love, that I've created, that I you know, have set up in a way that really um, is in alignment with my values, I was like, oh my God, if I'm not sleeping bad, it means I'm going to be stuck in that same cycle again. Like things are going to feel really heavy. I'm going to feel full. I'm not going to have the energy that I need to do, to do the things that I want to do. And I really had to have that moment, like what you were saying of like having a little chat with myself and being like, just because you're not sleeping badly at the moment doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that you're suddenly like, you know, everything's going to go to shit. It just means that maybe the moon is out of whack or something else to change because very easily then if we go down that spiral, it limits us from experiencing or being open to other ways that we could potentially manage it or other things that might be causing that, that thing. You know what I mean? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. And then we can eat like, cause we're habitual beings, right? Mm. So then we automatically, this is a trigger. We remember the emotion, remember what was happening last time. And then we immediately reach for the old habits that we used to because just based because we're feeling that emotion. So yeah, for sure. Releasing all of, all of, all of the attachments is like always really, really powerful. And there always will be continual work because, you know, we've been through a lot. The reality is that we've, we've been through some shit in our lives. Like no matter what we've, been through it's all trauma to us and we've all, we've all had trauma and wounds and, and things we need to work through so yeah for sure it'll never end <laughs> mm-hmm. the ongoing journey yes um I'd actually love to know how you got into human design and how it's changed your life yeah totally so for me I was introduced to human design by my first ever coach and mentor Viola Hug um and she actually happened to be a manifesto like me which was like the most Mm. epic universal alignment ever because we are quite rare um so I heard her talk about it in her podcast when I think I just started coaching with her I did like a um a what's it thing called a group coaching program for launching your online business which at the time for me was a food blog I'd wanted to do it for like 10 years I'd been holding myself back because I was so worried about other people's opinions Mm -hmm. I was just literally just I was actually like so I was just frozen because yeah. I was just so petrified of other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned about it then and really began to integrate it, listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos. And, um, and then I started following Amy Elizabeth at Align by Design. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Align by Design HD actually on Instagram. So I started following her, which I met through um, a mutual coach. So I worked with Melanie and Leia doing um some of her programs so like Femme Fatale which is their emotional intelligence program which I highly recommend shameless plug she's fucking amazing um all the people I'm mentioning are amazing by the way mm-hmm. um 
so anyway, I came across Amy Elizabeth, who was talking about human design, like really intensely. So then I did her um, manifesto program and then decided to invest into actually getting certified in it. So I'm about halfway through now. And it's, for me, the reason why I decided to do that is because when I began my coaching business uh, just over a year ago, so I'd been integrating human design into my life, me personally, for about eight months. And it changed everything. I'm a manifester, so I grow very quickly. Like, basically, <laughs> what I achieve in 12 months, I don't know. Other people could take a whole lifetime. Like, I move very fast. I'm, like, mm. very, I'm a very Your quick manifester. Yeah, just yeah. a lot happens to me. Um, so, you know, very significant growth has happened in, in the time of my business. But, um, so, yeah, I began coaching with clients, um, you know, just over a year ago. And then learned, you know, within a few months that them knowing their human design was actually like a non-negotiable for me. Like I, it was something that I, I felt so strongly about for me and I always constantly wouldn't reach to like know what their human design was. So by the end of last year, I decided like it's a non-negotiable for all of my coaching programs, for all of my clients, everything. And then I was like, well, I may as well invest in that and actually get certified in that and continue to grow and go to the best expert that I know. So yeah, it's been an evolution and it's something that I, I'm, I'm still really passionate about. There's other things as well that I incorporate. I'm definitely not a niche person. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of other things I teach and stuff as well. But there's, there's a, it's, it's all done through a lens of what my client's specific human design is for sure. Yeah. Oh, yes. So good. And I can say as well, like having learned my human design has helped me so much. And obviously, like I said, I've, I've, you know, I've done um, some courses and I'm always learning, always listening to podcasts because there is so much to learn. And I think Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things, and I'm sure you will relate, it's just giving, it's not kind of like that you're learning anything new necessarily, but it feels like a, a, um, a giving a permission to the way that I already really wanted to live, but felt like I couldn't because I had to like explain myself, like, especially being a sacral authority, it's that whole idea of doing things because it doesn't make sense. And, Mm -hmm. and what you were saying before about making decisions. And I know that so many people listening to this podcast will be struggling with decision-making because it comes up time and time again with all of my clients and with people that I follow and in conversations all the time, I feel, especially as women, right? Like how often do we feel like women are just overwhelmed by choice and paralyzed, like what you were saying to make the right choice because of what other people think of them or they were, they're going to make the wrong choice or I don't know, they think something really bad is going to happen to them. But for me, learning about my human design and this whole idea with the sacral authority of like taking the leap with that when it doesn't really make sense has given me just such a, like a breath of fresh air because I don't have to always explain everything that I do. And so when I live in that, I have more energy. I'm able to serve more. I'm not so stressed all the time and focusing on what might not happen because I'm just kind of like, yeah, it doesn't need to make sense all the time. So do you want to talk about how maybe for you, and you were mentioning before, um, with your family, everyone else was kind of a generator and you're a manifester, which can lead to you thinking that you're lazy when in reality it was just that you weren't living in your design. And now I assume you have more energy living in your design and how that's kind of like led to other outcomes in your life. Yeah, for sure. So basically like the the essence of, and some, this is for me, but also for everyone, the essence of what we say in the, in the, in the industry is aligning to your design, um, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like, what the fuck does it even mean? But basically what it means is, (laughs) um, so you, you, you understand your energy type strategy and authority, and then you're able to basically you, you, you manifest quicker, you, you, you work on your terms, you make decisions completely differently. You can connect with your intuition. And the thing is like for generators, for instance, your, 
your authority is sacral, all of you are, and then some of you also have emotional authority, which is your direct connection to like source, to the universe, to your higher self, to, to whatever you call it, to God, whatever you want to call it, right? So because you have this framework of human design, it's like this filter and this permission for you to actually be self-validating instead of externally mm -hmm. validating now. So, and you get to like really begin to trust yourself and your intuition in a completely different way because you also have that framework. So it's not like you're just jumping off the deep end and being like, hey, I'm being a psychic and I have no idea I'm receiving messages. It's not like that. It's like, <laughs> you know, you, you have you have like this framework to really go on and mm -hmm. sacral, your, your sacral says, aha uh -huh, or uh-uh. Like it, mm -hmm. it, it's a sound, it's a yes or a no. It's not like, yes, but wear the pink pants. It's like, it's just mm -hmm. a straight up yes or no. So it's very clear at risk. At, it um, will continue to repeat to you. So it's something you can continually come back to and it's like your sacred yes and your sacred no's and really listening to that. So for me, I don't have that defined. So it's not how my authority works or how my energy works. But for me, I'm a spinnaker authority. So basically, and how my energy works is um, it's very sporadic and explosive. <laughs> it's the mm -hmm. best way to describe, to describe me. And so you know, um, working in an office, I used to be an office manager, working in an office manager sitting at my desk for 10 hours a day was like the worst thing mm. I could possibly do because it was like, you know, now being an entrepreneur, sometimes I stay up and pull all nighters and then have like a day's rest, like even mm. though I've got kids, like I just have really weird work hours and really random, really random spurts of energy because I'm a manifester. So it really comes down to an urge. And so, um, Basically, I just give myself full permission to to work like that, and it's I'm inwardly inconsistent, but outwardly consistent. So I still post regularly. I still do lives, and I obviously have client calls and podcast interviews, and like so many different things that I do within my business. But it's not done on like anyone else's time frame or anyone else's expectations or what would be normal to anyone else. And it's really interesting because a lot of people. Like out, like it wasn't until about six months ago. I was like, oh yeah, everyone sees me as so consistent externally, but inwardly, I am the most inconsistent person like ever. <laughs> it's mm. no day looks the exact same for me because it's just, it's really random and really explosive. But it it really does work for me, and I've generated a massive amount of success in, in my life and my business by just completely changing the way I work, how I listen to my authority. So I'm swinical authority. So basically, I get like a um the way it happens for me is it feels like pins and needles or adrenaline in my body and it's just like a very like a hell yes kind of like the sacred would be like a really mm. strong yes followed by about a minute later it's all just fears <laughs> so and it doesn't repeat like the sacred so for me it's like and then being a manifest I don't have to wait for an external stimulus like an external confirmation I then have to just go and act immediately and just like then go and do the thing because I don't like, and we're all, I was so conditioned to, um, like when you're buying something, for instance, to sleep on it, right? Mm -hmm. Or to like wait for a confirmation or to like wait three days, whatever. And that is the worst thing possible for me to do because all I'm left with is just fears. I'm literally born to be an impulse buyer. So <laughs> I'm like, yes, queen, I am going to go shopping and buy that $3,000 table right this second because I don't have to wait for anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> You begin to embrace it um, and decondition all of the things that like stopped you from doing the things, you know. Um, but yeah, it's something that has just brought me so much enjoyment, so much pleasure, pleasure and so much ultimately like human design is all about bringing yourself success and alignment and all of the desires, all of your desires. So, I mean, 
I'm certainly here for that. I know pretty much everyone is here for that. So yes, queens. 100%. Yeah. Bring it on. I freaking (laughs) love that. Like I love, I love talking about human design. I find it so interesting. It's so like colorful and vibrant and exciting for me. Like my sacral is lit up right now. I'm like, oh yeah, I want (laughs) to learn more about this. And it's so interesting when you think about, like, I've never thought about the fact that like the way that you feel the urge would be like, it's, it's such a unique experience to every human, but we can all kind of relate to it at the same time. Hey. Yeah, for sure. And because you're a managing, so you're a blend of a generator and a manifester. So mm. you will actually understand the urge thing a little bit too. So, um, totally. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I get that for sure. Um, so with all of this, you mentioned, as you were saying, and, and I will kind of wrap up with this last little question now, getting that urge from you and kind of changing your life from always feeling like you needed to wait for things or wait for permission or, you know, whatever it was to living in your design. Obviously now, like have you been how, like, did you say you've been living in your design or like aligning with your design for like the past six months or how long would you say? Oh, like two years probably oh, now two years. at this okay. point. Yeah. 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 So doing that for the past couple of years, were there like obviously fears come up, but what were your biggest fears? But and now in hindsight, I guess, what are your biggest lessons and, it's like yeah like things that you want to share from moving through that and deconditioning yeah for sure so my biggest one of my biggest fears was like it always has been this is certainly a manifesto thing and I think a lot of other design types will probably resonate with this too but like I was really scared of being seen and also like being really powerful so one of the things for me is like I would always like physically when I'm with people I would like hunch over and like speak Mm. more softly or like not say what I want to say or like just really downplay everything, downplay my gifts, downplay like my desires. Oh my God, downplay my desires. Oh my God. Mm. One of the biggest things that happened to me when I, when I hired a coach the first time was like actually said what I desire out loud, like admitted what I desired out loud. And it was like a really, um, what's that word like releasing it was like it was a big pivotal moment in my life to actually declare what I wanted and actually allow Mm. myself to actually think about it because I was so scared of being too intense I was I've always been a very strong energy so yeah for me I had to decondition the fact that I'm too intense and actually allow myself to the way manifestors are described is like we're the train and people either want to get on or they don't (laughs) Um, and no matter what we're going where we're going um, and our tribe will jump on and sometimes I'll stay on for, you know, two Ks or sometimes I'll stay on for 10 years. Who knows? And they might jump off. Right. Um, you know, or they might jump on another stop in the future, but basically mm-hmm. like that, that our, um, aligned tribe will really, really resonate with us. And I find that true to be like for all of our design types mm-hmm. to an extent. So like by us really showing our light, by us expanding and deconditioning and actually allowing ourselves to be seen in our true power yeah, some people are going to get triggered. Yeah, probably the people closest to you are going to be the most triggered, in fact, mm. um, because you're making them uncomfortable, because you've grown, because you've stepped out of their comfort zone, because you've stepped out of what they're comfortable in their comfort zone, right? Like they've known you their whole life and they're like, why can't you just stay predictable like I was going, or like I am going to mm. get married, have the three babies, have the white picket fence and travel a little bit, not live a too nice lifestyle and leave all my money to my grandkids, you know, like that yeah. sort of shit. <laughs> and whereas I'm like, I want the private plane and I want the multi-million dollar business and I, you know, like all the different things. I want the butler and whatever, you know? Um, so yeah, basically living, um, yeah, living by our design, like really expanding was like the biggest thing for me and like allowing my energy to be seen. And I think that's the reason why 
I have expanded and my business has exploded so significantly is because like I literally just stopped filtering myself and I started speaking my truth and the people that resonated resonated and the people that didn't just fucked off and it was great. I honestly genuinely haven't received much hate at all online. It's actually, I don't know how I've got to this point in my business and not had it, but you know, I'm so happy about it. Um, <laughs> kind of waiting for those days. I mean, I've had the odd person, I just delete and block it. I don't even just entertain the idea of replying mm. back or or anything like that. But it, in real life, that's a completely different story, to be honest. Um, my mm. in-laws don't support what I do at all. But that's fine. Mm. Um, <laughs> okay, more, more opportunity for lessons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thousand percent. Uh, what was the second part of the question? I forgot now. The first just, part was No, I think you answered it really. Like just okay. lessons from expanding and like being yeah. seen. Like I so, I, I get that a lot because... Um, I, and even being in your energy within the mastermind, following you on social media, I am so inspired by the way that you do express yourself. And it's not in a way, and I think a lot of people have this fear because they're like, oh, like, I don't want to come across as arrogant or attention seeking at all. Um, but the way that you express yourself is so, I just love it. And it really, it's given me permission even just by being in your energy to show up more and to just not hide myself or water myself down, which is something that I think is going to be a continual lesson. But yeah, I think you're a total badass. You own that um, private jet. You get that butler. Like, I'm so <laughs> here for that life. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I remember the first time, and this is this is quite random. And to be honest, it was very random for its time. But I remember when my accountant, when we we're still farming, admitted that he had depression. Mm. And this is this was a very professional relationship, right? Like we didn't know him outside of like just accounting. I saw him like twice a year, right, for our accounts. Mm. And for him to tell me that, I like, and he cried, and I was like, what? Oh. Um, and like I was just so taken back but at that point I went home and I started looking inwardly and I was like oh my god I have postnatal depression but I hadn't allowed myself to even look but it was only because he was vulnerable it was only because he was authentic it was only because he showed up in a way that was true to him that enabled me to actually do that for myself so that was like the biggest wake-up call for me is like us living our true north us expressing ourselves us doing the absolute best thing for us and also like being a mother this is one of the things that we very often a condition like you have to serve everyone else first before you and it's actual total bullshit when you serve yourself first you you show every you are leading everyone more than you could you're having a bigger impact than you could ever know just by being truly authentically yourself and really showing up for yourself Mm, powerful. Wow. That, yeah. I, and I get so much, um, inspiration for my own journey from hearing other people's lived experience. And when someone Mm. is vulnerable like that with you, it shows you that it's also safe to be vulnerable and lights up a part within you. And at the end of the day, even if you do like, you know, if, even if you try to be less intense or you try to be more submissive or people pleasing, people are still not going to like you. So you may as well just learn how to express yourself more fully so that the people who do like you, like freaking love all parts of you basically. Um, but yeah, this was incredible. I absolutely loved this interview. I feel like I have learned so much. It's flown past in true manifested <laughs> style, I feel. Uh, do you want to just tell us where we can find more of you? Yeah, I would love to. Thank you. So um, my in- Instagram is like my favorite place in the whole entire world to hang out. So my Instagram handle is at Bay, and I have a website at uh, www.highvibebay.co, not .com, .co. 
Um, and I do have a Facebook group called High Vibe Babes Community, which I'll, I'll give you all the links and you can drop them down below in the show notes. So if you would like to come and hang out, I would love to welcome you into my world. Yes, go hang out. It is, I follow you on all the things and it is incredible and so much value. And like I said, I just get so much from your energy. So thank you so much for this. I really appreciate your time and your energy. And yeah, it's just been incredible to get the chance to find out more about you and hear all about your wisdom and all of your lessons. And I'm going to keep soaking it all in. So thank you once again, Angarad. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you everyone listening. It was all good to me.